in case you do find yourself stuck in one. Tip number four, sand wedge for bunker freedom. There are three things that you have to consider in order to get out of the bunker. They include consistent point of entry, proper technique, and correct setup. The weapon of choice when one is stuck in the sands is a sand wedge. There are different sand wedge variants to choose from. When it comes to loft, they may range from 55 up to 58 degrees. Along with that, they may have some 8 to 12 degrees of bounce. Which sand wedge works for you will ultimately be up to you. Tip number five, correct setup. In order to correctly set up your shot, you should first establish your target line. This is an imaginary line from the ball to the target. The heel of your left foot should be aligned with the ball. From there, create another imaginary line that is 10 degrees open from the target line, and that will be the line that your feet make, well, particularly your toes. Make sure that your weight is distributed equally on both feet. In order to add some loft on the ball, remember that the club's face should be a bit open. Make sure that the bottom of the club, particularly its back portion, should bounce off the sand. Note that the leading edge shouldn't dive right into the sand. Tip number six, improve your point of entry. One of the critical things about bunker play is to make sure that you make a consistent point of entry every single time. This means that your wedge should enter the sand at the same spot for every forward swing you make. The correct point of entry is not to make the club hit the ball. Your club should slice into the sand a couple of inches behind the ball. You can actually practice your swings while on the sands. Draw a straight line on the sand, which represents the area where the ball is. Draw another line two inches away from the first line. Now it's time for you to swing away. Try to hit the line behind the first one each time you swing. Remember to use the force of your body when you swing. That way, you make consistent results as opposed to relying on the accuracy provided by your arms alone. Chapter 3 Chip Shot Tips A chip shot, by definition, is a shot that is near the green. The ball pops up and then rolls forward towards the target. It can be done a few yards away from the green. Players usually prefer to do a chip shot using a wedge. However, you shouldn't be surprised to find other golfers hitting their chips with either a 7-iron or an 8-iron. One of the most historic chip shots in golf history was made back in the 2005 Masters. It was done by no other than golf great Tiger Woods. It was in his hole-out at the Augusta National when he was on the 16th hole. You can find videos of this shot online using key phrases like Tiger Woods Chip Masters Augusta or some equivalent. There is a difference between a chip shot and pitch shot, and some people may mistake one for the other. Both shots are made from about the same distance, which may be the reason why others might think that they are one and the same. We'll discuss pitch shots in another section of this book. However, just to make it clear, the big difference between these two shots is that a chip shot mainly makes the ball pop up for a quick second or two and then roll, while a pitch will more likely make the ball go up in the air and roll for only a little bit. Pitch shots have a comparably higher trajectory and are used to make the ball land closer to the pin. Simply put, if you want to make the ball roll on the ground, then do a chip shot. But if you want to make the ball go up in the air and land closer to the pin, 
then do a pitch shot. Tip number seven, the golden rule of chip shots, the 6-8-10 rule. The rule of thumb when it comes to chip shots is to make sure that the ball doesn't fly up in the air too high. Keep it as low as possible. What you're trying to do is to make the ball gain some traction so that it can roll forward. The idea is more roll, less flight. There are two factors that come into play when you try to chip a shot. The first one is the type of golf club you're using, and the second one is the type of slope you've got in front of you. You should note that there is a ratio between the ground time and the air time of a ball, and that ratio will change depending on the two aforementioned factors. So where does the 6-8-10 rule come in? The rule comes from estimates that have been made using a 6-iron, an 8-iron, and a 10-iron, also known as a pitching wedge. The assumption, of course, is that you're playing on a level green. The table